Welcome back to the new Unfiltered. I am in LA this week and I am so excited because I have two incredible founders in the building. The one and only Kelly Rutherford as well as <laughs> Molly Hanton and they founded this company called Shop Sovereign. Now some background on how this kind of came to fruition. During COVID I interviewed Kelly for an Instagram live and I don't think I've ever interviewed someone where I felt so inspired. Not even as much. I mean your story inspiring too but just your wisdom and spirituality and I just loved everything about you so when I saw that you guys had launched this company I knew I just had to interview both of you uh, so I would love for you guys to kick it off uh, by you know how did this start how did you guys meet because Kelly this is different from from what you've done in the past Molly would love to kind of hear you chime in and, and everything yeah well I think you know during COVID so many people started new businesses or things that they had been thinking about doing, but maybe had not had the time to do. So that was partly what happened. But a mutual friend introduced Molly and I, and um, it was just sort of an alignment. I had been thinking about doing more sort of creative directing and how to use sort of all the things that I love, really. And when I was doing Gossip Girl, I was wondering why we couldn't shop the show. I thought, my gosh, if we could have shopped Gossip Girl, it would have been so wonderful. And now we're starting to see that take place, being able to do shoppable content and this and that. Um, Molly and I both have a, and I'll hand it over to Molly, but we love yeah. uh, you know artisans and new brands, and we love the idea of being able to shop a city. You know, when you travel to Europe and and there's things you bring back, back, and your friends are like, "Where'd you get that?" And you're like, "Oh, it was this this, this little <laughs> shop," and I don't know. And so the idea of, of having a website where you can really shop the city, have a city guide, you can we can we're creating a magazine and a podcast that's shoppable, that's connected to Sovereign Collective, so it won't be traditional marketing. It'll be through really hearing about the brands and and, and their stories. So we have brands that you know have 500 followers up to you know up to who knows how many a lot of followers and you know a handbag for thirty dollars and a handbag for you know fifteen hundred dollars so and up so we're we're really sort of we're some colleagues are like the least snobby people in fashion yeah <laughs> I just, yeah. I just love, I love cool it. brands right which like, is so cool and molly your background were you always in kind of the tech entertainment fashion space <laughs> no i've been well an entrepreneur but i was in the fitness industry so i owned and operated um a group fitness concept that was like crossfit mixed with yoga and then we did online as well but this um, same with Kelly was just my passions. I loved traveling and I basically loved to shop when I traveled. Um, and then that was all taken away. So slowly I was kind of wondering why in you know 2020, was it not possible to go online and find this store that I really fell in love with in Capri, Italy. And you know, of course thought to myself, like, oh, someone should really build this. And then, you know, one day during COVID, I was like, I'm just going to figure out how to build it. <laughs> and then I had just barely, like I had my concept and the rough tech and then met with Kelly. Um, and then she kind of opened my mind up to all the other ways that we could do it with the shoppable content and really creating the experience of taking people to these places. And then it just started creating magic. <laughs> and the name Sovereign, how did that come about? Well, um, we were thinking because each of the brands has their own storefront and it's they were not sort of um, buyers. It's not wholesale. We're not telling them what they should sell. We're not, you know, in, in that 
space. It was more their sovereign shops on our on the platform and but it's Mm -hmm. a collective of of brands so it was that's how we came up with it and I think sovereign's a big word right now in terms of of um you know just what's going on in the world and 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 I think more people are looking to be able to be their own storefront on a platform versus maybe having to do retail or having to do wholesale you know, Molly, something that you said that's actually really interesting is that you had this idea and you just pursued it. And I like to always think that what sets entrepreneurs apart from people who aren't entrepreneurs is a lot of times people have that idea, but they're just too scared to do it. And Kelly, this is a little bit different from what you've done in the past, being in entertainment and in front of the camera. Uh, so how do you guys classify an entrepreneur? Now that you and, and Molly, obviously you have you know your experience from your other company, what would you both say you can define an entrepreneur as? Anyone that has an idea that acts on it, I mean, that that creates a business from their concept, I would suppose. Yeah, I I totally agree. I'd say just someone who can execute because that's part of this first stage is like, oh, do you have every single step figured out until, you know, the next 10 years? And it's like, no, that's the job of an entrepreneur is to solve every problem as they come. And the first one is starting. (laughs) And how about those moments, though? Because I've been an entrepreneur for way too many years now, and I still have moments where I'm like, this is too hard. How do you guys personally, even being business partners, overcome those moments, if you have any of them, where you're like, I literally don't understand this, or this is too hard, or I'm going to go back to what I was doing before? Do you have any of those moments? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm doing what I did before and this and other yeah. things. So for, for me, it's just fun to sort of... Um, you know, be fully expressed creatively. And, and so you can do that in many different different avenues. I think it's finding the right business partner, finding somebody yeah. that you really trust and you love bouncing ideas off of. And you can say, oh my gosh, I don't know how to do this or this. And, and you talk through it and you find a way between who Molly knows, who I know, there's always somebody that can help us find an answer or a way through. Do you so. think that having a business partner is the best way to make a company successful? You don't have to, but I mean, if you're fortunate, there's no way I would understand how to do half of what Molly does. So I'm always, I think, very appreciative and in gratitude. And vice versa, yeah. The talents that that she has and and the expertise she has. So, you know, I think it's finding somebody that balances you out. I think it's like any good relationship, healthy relationship, is that you can communicate well, that you really... um, you know, have a similar vision, you know, obviously, and, and are open to other ideas, and that each of you brings something that the other can really, you know, that you both appreciate what each other does. I'm really curious as well. So your background, and especially being on such an iconic show, uh, what have you kind of learned about the process of becoming successful through that show that you feel like can inspire someone else who wants to pursue something or is really frustrated and is thinking about giving up up until even now when you've started your other projects and even this, uh, because everyone along the way, and I assume even before you got on that show, you must have faced some rejection. Molly, I assume with any of your other companies and endeavors, rejection is such a big part of the process. Uh, so yeah. from both of you, how do you get to a place where you become comfortable enough to still pursue things even when the rejection is hard? Well, Molly, you had a business right before this too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And rejection was a part of that and how it got me onto the path that I'm on now. Um, and so I think it, leaning into that, uh, like trusting the universe but not to the point where you don't take action. So for me, that was leaving that company um, and then using that as fuel to 
take action into the next step. Um, and then even before Kelly and I met, I had had a conversation with like a really big VC that I was super excited about and got obviously rejected from that. And now, you know, in the moment, it's like that hurts so bad, but that's, I think that it separates successful entrepreneurs is you can either give up, like you said, or find where the next path leads you to, which for me, I've been very thankful because um, I would never want to do this without Kelly, you know, now. So are there any moments along the way for you, especially with the acting where you felt like you wanted to give up? Like anything in particular yeah. that stood oh out to God. you? So many times, so many times you just come home and think, what am I doing? You know, and um but you persevere, you know, so much of it is you have a good pity party, you have a good cry, you know, you call a friend, you have a laugh, you know, you, and you keep going. I think like with everything in life, you know, even when it comes to like mental health or when we have times that are, are challenging is to trust, say, okay, this is alchemizing something within me that's going to take me mm. to the next place. There's an alchemy that's happening, you know, when you're going through those moments and it's, it's also being able to sort of readjust your focus and say, okay, um, it, and to really trust that you're being divinely guided and protective. You don't have to force yeah. anything. You don't have to make something happen. You just have to keep showing up as you and keep creating. Do you know what I mean? And, and there are days you just don't feel like doing that, and that's okay too. We all need days where we're just like, I'm out. I'm not doing any of it. I just don't want to think about it. <laughs> but it just has to become fun. I think if you have, I mean, so much of life is just yeah, trusting, you know, and if you don't know, step away from it for a minute and allow the universe to bring it into you, you know, because we think we're supposed to know everything totally. and we're not. It's like, you know, growing yeah. up, we think our parents know everything and we get older and we go, oh my God, they don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone knows anything. No, you know, they do, obviously. Yeah. They're, they're wise in their ways, but they, they don't know all the things we thought they knew. And, yeah. and even if they did, we are here to have our own experience. Totally. So Totally. <laughs> so to get into the kind of nitty gritty behind the website, so you guys meet and you have, you know, Molly had this idea and she wants to bring you on board. Uh, so did you start just building out this website website I mean what was the first step for both of you because I find that especially young entrepreneurs a lot of entrepreneurs in general but especially ones who are younger it's always really that first step like you have the idea and then what's next mm -hmm. uh, so how did you guys start to cultivate what these steps were to get to where it is now I think we just saw the bigger vision I think we just kept talking and we still sort of talk about yeah. the bigger vision we don't get caught up so much in the details and and Molly's really great about that because we're like oh we can figure that out we'll we'll do this we can do that <laughs> I'm like oh okay good because you know can we go over here can we do this so it's um it's it's seeing the bigger vision and knowing that you have you will find the resources or have the resources to build out the rest of it I'm curious too did you guys create a business plan mm -mm. no I love that yes we did we built like a pitch deck yeah. and it's but it's so funny you look back on it all you know even six months later and you're like okay we have to totally redo that because every you know it changes and I think that's part of a successful business partnership and in the long run a successful business is that like anyone who thinks that they have it all figured out yeah. from day one yeah. is probably not going to succeed um, because they can't learn, pivot and change. And that's what it's been, what Kelly was saying before. So great about like our partnership is we can sit down and, you know, address one little issue at a time that for the long run in the big vision is, 
it's the only way to go. So and I, I would assume then something like Instagram shop. So when that dropped, that was probably maybe something that during the Gossip Girl days, Instagram wasn't really around back then, was it? When even was Gossip Girl? No, there was a lot. I even yeah. had, had done like KellyRutherford.com where we were recommending all these different things. It was like a little mini goop. You know, she uh-huh. was doing goop and I was I was like, okay, maybe we could do some. But at that time, there was no shoppable content. So it was very different. There was no way to monetize all those things. So it was just recommending things. So now things have changed a lot, yeah, since Gossip Girl. And in terms of competitors for both of you, there aren't, I mean, there's a bunch of these marketplaces and stuff out there, but even websites like Shopbop, I feel like are not as common anymore as they as they used to be. Uh, so how have you decided for both of you and your background to to set this company apart from the like limited, you know, kind of marketplace and kind of concept stores that are out there? Aside from it being both of you guys with the products and everything, what stands out to you? Well, it's not just fashion. So a lot of them are more just fashion-based and and quick fashion, let's say. And ours Mm. is much more artisan-based and slow fashion and sustainability and art and um, men, women, kids, and many, many different price points and from around the world. So you're finding things you wouldn't find really anywhere else unless you were walking the streets of Paris or walking the streets of Kiev or wherever. and it's curated, so we've just been curating it ourselves now. So it's definitely just thinking, I think, what would my daughter love? What would my son love? What would you love? And sort of building out from our own style, but then also like, you know, what what, what do you think we're, we don't see a lot everywhere? Totally. Um, and then again, that it's shoppable and that there's content being built out around it that is a different way of marketing, because I think we're all really unsubscribing a lot when we yeah. get the big sell. So, and we're just inundated. I think our nervous systems are like, enough. Like, I I would rather buy a unique little piece of pottery from, you know, Mexico or some little artisan today, small meaning, you know, smaller brand artisan or small business, than, you know, just be completely bombarded with these marketing and mass-produced everything. So, yeah, it's just more special. I don't know. It's more... You know, special, personal. yeah, and it brings the it it brings like the face of the brand and the stories of the brand forward. So, like what Kelly was just saying, you could buy you know a piece of pottery at um at, I don't know if I should name the name, or not, but like <laughs> somewhere <laughs> or you know some somewhere big that we all know in shop yeah. that very well could have come from a wonderful artist somewhere, but the name Target is slapped on it and you know, the price point is changed. And we're trying to actually like bring pe- human beings like when you travel to the actual creators and the entrepreneurs and actually highlight their stories versus the opposite. And then also like with other shopping websites, of course, there's a ton of amazing ones, but a lot of times to get on there, you have to be this big brand who's been discovered and has an agent and has press and a PR team. And a lot of the bigger websites as well carry all the same brands. Um, and ours is for you know the entrepreneur that really has created a Shopify website in mm-hmm. Barcelona and that's it. And now they have kind of a home to grow with us. So yeah. do you just go right to them and you pitch? I just I just DM a lot of you them do, okay. and, and say I love your brand. Would you like to join our platform? And then Molly sends them all the information. And you know, I think you know, I think when you're doing it that way, it's so personal as well. You totally, know, I think yeah. it's it's a nice thing to have somebody reach out and in, in that way. Um, 
and and even just with our magazine that we're doing um it's shoppable we're we're talking we're featuring the brands you can shop that city um and it's Mm -hmm. not overwhelming it's not so much information it's just enough that it's enjoyable to look Mm -hmm. at you get a little city guide um and you you get to to learn a bit about the brands that you're shopping which is which is really nice the difference between yeah. fast fashion and slow fashion is that the term that you use? Kind, I guess. Is that yeah. is that a ter- is that a term? Because I f- I know about fast fashion. I guess I feel like I'm really out of the loop sometimes with things that young people are into because I feel like I'm mentally 102. Right. So fast fashion is like some of these crappy kind of like off-site like knockoff brands, right? It's just anything that's mass produced, mm-hmm. I believe. That's and it yeah. goes in the turnovers really fast versus something the, that's handmade and there's only yeah. a small collection of it and. It's, and oftentimes the people yeah. making fast yeah. fashion are like barely making a livable wage and have really poor conditions and it goes into our landfill. It's a huge landfill yeah. issue. So it's obviously more ideal if you can to find a sovereign type of platform to shop from. Yeah, yeah. Over these fast fashion options. Molly, do you have kids? I do not. No. No, okay. 30, Okay, I was going to ask. I'm curious, just on a bit of a separate note, you know, from the uh, access that young people have to social media nowadays and everything that they see, what do you tell your kids on how to properly use the internet or if they're at the store? Because I feel like even when this Facebook whistleblower thing came out and all of this stuff came out about how social media is affecting young people, I mean, your children are how old? 12 and 15. Yeah, so they're right in that age group of they are absorbing everything. How do you tell them, you know, love yourself, don't compare yourself to other people, don't be jealous of other people? You know, I just tell them to look at everything like it's programming them. So it's Mm -hmm. an easier way because then they can navigate it easier than, you know, the whole spiel, um, which is, you know, the music you're being programmed, the TikToks you're being programmed, Mm -hmm. everything. So pick your programs. And if it doesn't feel good to you, it's not a good program Mm -hmm. Um, and if it does and if it feels like okay that elevates the love vibration or frequency uh, meaning just goodness in the world and and the energy of love I don't mean romantic love per se (laughs) but you know love a 12 year old bride (laughs) 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 then you know then that's that's where I I believe that's where we come from and that's where we're going and that everything else is just a distraction here on earth that that it's really navigating the distractions of programming and you know sort of lowering your vibration and keeping you keeping you kind of dumbed down so if if they can navigate that and know, and they, they roll their eyes at me and look at me because, you know, most teenagers would as me saying things like this. <laughs> most people would. Of course. Um, anyway, adults and children. But they, I think they, they do it, you know, it's just how, how you want to look yeah. at it. You know, every billboard, every TV show, you know, everything is, is you know, there's something going on there behind it. So you want to just know and pick and choose. I, I, don't listen to a lot of music and watch a lot of television and um, I haven't watched the news in years so but you end up finding out everything I mean I clearly know everything that's going on in the world without having to to read a newspaper or turn on the news so it's Mm -hmm. um because of the way it makes you feel and that's how you know I just tell my kids you know if you're watching something and you start to feel really just turn it off you don't have to judge it you know whatever it's 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 art in its own way or it's information all it is is information Mm -hmm. And you choose what information 
you want to allow into your your field um mm. because it's too hard to say don't go on tiktok i mean or don't go on insta i'm on instagram half the day i yeah. love it so <laughs> i mean it's just that who i follow and the energy in which i'm using that yeah. platform is different, different let's say and i'm you know i'm not following things that are going to give me mental health issues or that I'm going to feel depressed after watching. It's so easy, mm -hmm. right? When you say it out loud, like it's so easy to not let these platforms ruin your life, but yet we're all just too obsessed with them. Well, because we don't realize yeah. that, that, that you're being, it's, it's having an impact on your energy yeah. and your, and so when you start to feel bad, when you're listening to music that starts to make you you can feel it when you're when you're sort of in tune with your own home frequency which just takes getting quiet and connecting up you know when you're out of alignment you know when it's like ooh, that doesn't mm -hmm. feel good to me for some reason and and it, you don't have to judge it. it again it's not a that's bad that's good it's just we live in a you know on earth where there's many different choices and that's sort of the fun of life is is making choices that align with you and and the energy in which you want to feel. And I, I think a lot of people don't realize that they have that choice. So it's mm -hmm. really always giving us choice to make. You know, one's going to kind of lead you down the road of not feeling good. It's like food. Yeah. You know, if you eat a bunch of sugar and Ooh. drink a bunch of caffeine, you're probably not going to feel good. So <laughs> it's just, you know. Yeah. It's just that's how it is. Do you guys think that you would have been able to or been as interested in launching a brand like this if it wasn't for social media? Like how much of a role does social media play, in your guys' opinion, in the success right now of a brand? Mm. Go ahead, Maury. I think a lot just from the ability that you're able to spread. And like Kelly just said, it's all about like the energy. So like if you follow Shop Sovereign Collective, um, the energy of what we're just like sharing these beautiful brands and their stories. And just like Kelly said too, you have to curate who you're following. And what we're already seeing and feeling is this community of very excited, supportive people. And like nothing we do is also like shoving it down your throat of like 50% off today only. We don't do any of that. We just share these beautiful products and the amazing entrepreneurs behind them. And we want that to be one Instagram account you can follow to find beautiful things and, and feel those good feelings. So it depends. It can be really bad or really good. <laughs> you know, I watched an interview. I think it was Gwyneth Paltrow on, on Jimmy Fallon or something. And he asked her about a product that was like the most sold out product on Goop. Uh, and she had no idea. And I don't think she realized that she was saying it. And afterwards, he was like, wait, you don't know what your products are. And she was like, well, there's so many products. And I just found that to be so interesting because, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of like, this is not your brand because you're saying you're testing all of these. So I appreciate that you guys are going at it from this really organic, authentic standpoint, yeah. the DMing, the really finding these companies that stand out to you instead of trying to act like it's, you know, very authentic and it's not like you, you know, she didn't know what was on the site. And I found that to be uh, just quite frustrating. But how do you both maintain everything that you do in a day? What are some techniques? I don't know, meditation, less coffee. What do you both do every day that keeps you really grounded? Definitely more coffee. More coffee. <laughs> more coffee. Yeah. More coffee. Okay. But uh, for me, it's I, I don't have a lot of other distractions. So my day is not filled with a lot of other things. So I really love getting up and, and creating. So um, 
you know, I love getting up and talking to Molly and what are we doing today? And we, we plan things and or have Zoom calls. And I love talking to people and seeing how they want to get involved and um, and sharing what we're doing or talking, you know, reaching out to brands and discovering new brands. And it's it's the same with with my acting. I just I don't know. I loved going to set. I love going to set and and engaging with people and creative other creative mm-hmm. people and um, so it's just an extension I suppose of um, and a global extension of, of connecting with people in a way that is is a win-win would you say that you say yes more or no more I say yes a lot before I can think about it because if I think about it all yeah, yeah. <laughs> Molly <laughs> Yeah, saying yes. And I think going off of what Kelly said, it's also like we're having so much fun and all the brands that we're meeting with are so much fun that I've never liked my work as much as I do now because it definitely doesn't feel like it. And working with people and partners that you like being with, it makes it just super fun. So there's there's no, it's hard to say no <laughs> then. What about anything consistent like, that you guys do during the day to keep you grounded? or extra happy or if you're stressed out for a second or anxious I putter I start like cleaning out a closet if I, <laughs> I love stressed. that I, I organize something because there's always something to be organized yeah. it's endless right yeah. even if there's always a pot I always just think okay get your mind off of it go you know go make lunch or go get the car washed or I move you know I think action is so important like when we're feeling overwhelmed just just get out and go for a walk go get a coffee yeah. go do something you know call someone you've on your list that you need to call so a lot of it is pivoting and moving the energy it's moving with the energy instead of allowing yourself to get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and I think to have they always say you know if if you want to get something done give it to a busy person because yeah there's momentum yeah that 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 you create by taking action it doesn't mean you always feel 100. I mean, we show up on Zooms. I would say I used to have this big halo light and I'd have the outfit on. And now I it's show like up to whatever. Zooms. My hair is like this. I'm like, there's no halo light. It's like I'm wearing my glasses. <laughs> you have to be yourself. Yeah. I went from like, you know, it was like pre-COVID Zooms to like now Zooms are like, okay, good. Okay. What are we doing yeah, today? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> full on, you know. So you kind of have to just go with it and, and not expect everything to be perfect. I mean, even with Molly, I mean, yeah. there's so many things I'm learning about every yeah. single day and you just have to go, okay, that's, that's what we're supposed to do. And Molly, anything yeah. that you do during the day that keeps you grounded? I, movement as well, like going for walks sounds, I know everyone said that during COVID, but like that, I thank God for. And then I was just laughing with Kelly, like a few days ago about, I almost always work out in the morning and that really makes a, whatever it is, a little run, a little workout. Um, and then the week that we launched the website, it was like, I didn't do anything except sit on my and look at things and so then the next week I showed up to me and Kelly was like you look so nice I was like that's because I actually got up and took care of myself today and it's just and you could yeah wash my hair ebbs and flows but usually some kind of like physical movement for me makes a really big difference in just how I show up to things yeah I agree working out is so big I think though that ebb and flow of being an entrepreneur is what keeps anyone going because there's just the moments where it's so bad and then it goes up and it's like down and it's yeah. just this constant almost you're never bored uh but where do both of you envision sovereign collective being in the next what's your end goal five ten years what would you like to see it become 
Well, I mean, ideally, I'm just like, my, like I know, I hate these. Headphones. I hate the headphones. Oh, they're good. They're good. I feel like I'm flying a plane. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're the cutest pilot out there, uh, Kelly. Hi. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, when we, when we first talked about it, we just really thought about shoppable content and even being able to be a hub for film production. So, being able to, you know, shop any TV show or, or at least right now we're just building out content that's shoppable. So instead of your typical commercial or instead of your typical marketing is that, you know, we can create something even like that Stanley Tucci show where he goes around where I can go to Milan and we can go to yeah. Paris or we can go whatever and we can show you Paris like and, and meet all the brands and, and then you can shop it. So it's from something sort of as simple as that to we're doing we're creating a podcast that you can do the same okay. thing and then um you know building it out to where we can we were talking to meredith from gossip girl and dynasty she's the costume designer and um about how do we build this out where film productions can also use the platform in that way um along with like city guides you know we're building yeah. out fun city guides for, yeah. for people because of all the all these brands are telling us they're cool places to go um yeah that, and yeah Molly, you are you about shopping the city so it's kind of like when yeah that captured it like it, the in 10 years to be like a full-on experience that you can still travel but also you can do almost anything experiential wise and then of course buy product through us uh in anywhere in the world it's, <laughs> hopefully it's more in 10 fun years. it really i think it's more yeah. fun to shop that way yeah you know when you see friends walking around yeah. and what they're wearing because that's how we do it i'm like oh look at that look at your dress look at you know what lipstick color is that what you know and that is actually what an inf influence an influencer is right yeah. i don't think that you need to have a million followers to have influence or power and i think it's really frustrating now that the only way that someone thinks that you have influence is by this stupid number on a fake so you know, like yeah. a platform that is not bringing any value to the world. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's something like this, especially for TV. I love the idea because you're right. You can never like imagine if you could have shopped Carrie Bradshaw's closet. I know. Like I know. how how cool would that have been? Uh, so I guess I only have one last question. I feel like I'd be a bad interviewer if I didn't ask. I haven't seen it, but do you, like does the new Gossip Girl is it good? Like how does this come to fruition? <laughs> Are they supposed to do another one with all of the OG people? I have no idea. I have, n I really don't. I know that they did the new one. Yeah. And it was funny because I, when I was just outside, I just posted on Instagram because as I looked to the left, there was the big post. That's what that they said. said. It's out XO, there. XO. <laughs> so no. I took a picture of me, like a selfie of me with the, the new, the new yeah. XOXO, you know, the new Gossip Girl billboard outside. So it was really funny. I just posted on the way in. Um, I'm excited for them. And I think it's sort of the next generation, you know, I mean. I think rather than, I mean, it would have been fun to have a few of us on, I think, kind of like Star Wars where we passed the torch yeah. sort of, and then it went on, you know, but they decided to kind of create a whole new capsule, you know, which I think is great. Why not? I mean, totally. they're so good at what they do. And I had such a wonderful time working with Josh and Stephanie and everybody. So hopefully they'll, they're doing it again, mm -hmm. you know, in this sort of new time. It's a, it's a different time than it was when we did Gossip Girl. Oh, yeah. So it's good that they've created something kind of new. And, of course, everyone is going to take everyone a minute because they, they knew the original cast. But I think the new cast is really cool. Did they come to you guys asking for 
they didn't ask us to do the show. They just obviously asked for yeah. our support with press yeah, yeah, if yeah. somebody comes to us and says, you know, that we would obviously, you know, do press sure. or whatever. So, yeah, which happy to do. That's very cool. You guys are both amazing. I'm obsessed with both of you. Where can everyone find Sovereign Collective on social media and buy items and everything? <laughs> So it's, um, um, well, we're at Shop Sovereign Collective on Instagram and then um, so- shopsovereigncollective.com. And then I'm just MB Hanton. <laughs> and yours is and at, at Kelly, Kelly, Rutherford. Kelly Rutherford. Well, thank you guys yeah. both so much for being here. Thank you. I am you. deeply impressed. I uh, hope everyone loved this episode as much as I did. It's so great, Molly, to meet you and yes, see the dynamic too. between you two because sometimes – uh, business partners can like really go at it. Yeah. You guys seem like you found the perfect fit. Yeah, so anyone yeah. who's listening or has watched this episode, uh, find a business partner who has as much synergy as you guys find between between you two. Uh, you can follow the podcast as well as myself on social media, which is at Alexa underscore Curtis and at the new unfiltered and new updates for the Be Fearless Summit will come up as uh, they do on the website, which is BeFearlessSummit.org and on the Instagram, which is at Be Fearless summit as well and i'll see you guys next week thank you thank you (laughs)